There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome. You're listening to the Rosecast, the number one bachelor recap podcast hosted by a male best friend and a racial duo in. How far out do you want to go, AB? North America? The world? I'd say the world, Rim. I think so too. To be safe. Yeah. Um, I'm your host, Tim Kennedy Jr. With me, as always, the bachelor maester, if you will. Little Game of Thrones tie-in. People are talking <laughs> about that show. AB, <laughs> how are you, man? I'm doing excellent. How are you? So good. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? First thoughts? It was good. I liked it. Enjoyed it. Got back to the basics, you know? The stuff that I fell in love with this series about. It was it was just a rock solid episode. It was vintage. Now, I say vintage. I've only been watching this show a couple of years, but it was a classic yeah. <laughs> Bachelor episode. I mean, this is what, when the rose ceremony came around, I was like, this is what the Bachelor should be. You crank out the hometowns, the little formulaic, but whatever, and then you end with a dramatic, unpredictable rose ceremony. That's what it should be. You got to have the rose ceremony at the end where you have no clue what's going to happen. There's a couple dramatic, like... Uh, after the break moments where they go, you know, they make you wait a little bit. It's great. Yeah. Good show overall. Um, <laughs> anything surprise you? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, are you still out on Rachel? I know last episode, you and I kind of, that was a low point for us in terms of how much we liked Rachel. You in particular. You know, she, no, this episode kind of showed me why I fell in, I fell for her in the first place and really, you know, liked her as a person and a Bachelor contestant. So I thought she had a good episode. Okay, good. Um, well, with that, we'll get right into it. Hometowns. First hometown. You know, before we get going, I just want to say that there is no back at the house situation yeah. this week and i know that's been a popular that's unfortunate thing that we do so do, let's just get one out of the way let's do it here first all right first hometown baltimore baltimore city maryland 
Um, we're, we're going to visit Eric's hometown AB. Aside from Dean's, probably the most anticipated, would you say? We want to know. Eric's had this kind of weird yeah. background, the rough, the rough upbringing. So I wanted, I was interested to see his family. It, it was unclear whether we were going to take our first bachelor bachelorette trip to the hood. That was very, that was unclear. Uh, yeah. They answered the question pretty quickly, though. They drove through it for one second. By the, that's what I mean by that. <laughs> they drove through it for literally one second. So they start by saying, Eric sitting down with her and he's saying this is a nice area but this isn't where i grew up and all this stuff but then like you said they just drove through it really quick and then they went to another nice area where family currently resides yeah uh the first thing i noticed is that eric was wearing some light washed jeans with a light washed denim shirt uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, I wish I could find the photo, A.B., but this is exactly what the Kennedys wore for our family photo shoot in 1993. <laughs> Straight, <laughs> stonewashed, head to toe, all six of us. And if I can find that photo, I'll share it with the world. But that's the first time I've that. seen a denim on denim, a light denim on light denim outfit, Canadian tuxedo, <laughs> since our our family photo 25 years ago. I was wondering, like, if this was back in style or what's going. It didn't. It, no, it didn't. I was confused by this. Eric's Eric's style in casual situations, and I saw it on a preview for next next week too. Is he wears a a button up shirt with none of the buttons buttoned, just kind of flying, <laughs> and that's not really with like a with like a accent color undershirt. Now we're all we're getting old, so I don't know if that's the style anymore, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> All right, so like we said, they're in Baltimore. Um, we've made a couple wire references. That's what he made it seem like. It's probably true. Uh, well, definitely true. I don't know why I would doubt his stories, but uh, there was. I I imagine it was a first in Bachelor history, franchise history, to point out a drug deal occurring in real time on the street during a during a <laughs> during a segment. Ab, have you ever seen that before? Never seen anything like it, Rim. Eric takes Rachel to his old neighborhood basketball court. A little love and basketball situation. Uh-huh, Never uh-huh. hurt anybody. I'm fine with that. Nice court. AB, by the way, Rachel was draining jumpers. Just kind of quick reminder that she is athletic. Uh, you know, she she made a couple. They had to, like, cut the scene a bunch. I thought she embarrassed okay. herself athletically again. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Yeah. So you're just going to... Like, she was... She... Eric was ready to play one-on-one. Let's go. And Rachel was like, don't hurt me, basically. Don't don't guard me too tough. Like, Well, I mean, she was probably wearing heels, for what it's worth. Eric brought her into a situation which she was not prepared for. And I'm not talking drug deals. We're talking a basketball game. And it wasn't really fair of him to do that, in my opinion. <laughs> but he does open. So one of Eric's buddies shows up, uh, hypes him up a little bit. Kind of loosens Eric up a little bit, lets him open up more. It's a good segue into a conversation about his upbringing. AB, this was an interesting conversation, I thought. And it just, again, it all comes back, for me, it comes back to the leader in the clubhouse, Brian. What does she know about Brian's past? What do we know about Brian's upbringing? Because we know a whole lot about Eric's, right? Yeah, we're getting an inside look into the life of Eric as a whole. He was the one in his, you know, family and friend group who tried to take care of everybody, but nobody took care of Eric, and that's what he's looking for, A.B. He doesn't know how to be taken care of, Rim. Yeah, it's tough for him. You got anything else on the basketball convo? I just thought, you know, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good, real conversation 
opener. He started out day. when she showed up just getting it hyped again, Rim, and I love it every single time. The fucking, hey, ho, hey, what's up, girl? Right, hug. Let me get that hug. Sure, okay. Were you okay with him rubbing her, down her legs? <laughs> did you catch that? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Hamstrings and all, hey. all the way down to the ankles. <laughs> Come here, girl. Hey, okay. All right, I Let's thought that was a closed-door situation. Having a good time. <laughs> Sure. All right. All right. I'm fine. I mean, to each their own, I suppose. Um, speaking of, hey, let's talk about Eric's family. Oh, and <laughs> you know where he gets it from now. Um, AB, safe to say this is probably a little different than how Peter's and Brian's and Dean's family <laughs> would react. <laughs> Take from that what you will. But this Eric's family was very welcoming, very excited to see Rachel. A lot of dancing. Not quite how my hometown would go. I'll say that. <laughs> but a lot of love and warmth, AB. What do you got on, you know, the first parts of meeting the family? Eric's family is live, Rim. They Okay, they're okay, they're live. <laughs> sure. Straight live. <laughs> and Rachel fits right in. Let me tell you that right now. Yep. Eric, I consider the big winner of this episode, Rim. Really? Big winner. Yeah. Okay. So you answered our question for later on, but go ahead. Yep. He's the big winner. Rachel fit in well. I can't remember a better hometown. This went so smooth. She fit in so good. It was fun. It was, you know, it wasn't too serious, but they also did touch on some serious stuff, but Mm -hmm. it was all handled really well. Maybe there have been better hometowns, but probably not hometowns that helped the contestant as much. Because Eric went from, a lot of people weren't sure about Eric, including me, but he was humanized big time and bolstered, I think, by this visit with his family. Eric's family was incredible, too. Eric's aunt? Oh. Oh, my goodness. That lady is tremendous. She's tremendous. <laughs> I've, I, it, she's one of those people who you talk to her for two minutes and you feel like you've known her for 20 years. Yeah, and you love her. Yeah, you love her. Her first question, though. Um, made it seem like she was like a fan of the show more than <laughs> yeah. she was like, so what's it like being the first black bachelor? Like, that's something I would ask yeah. as just like a curious fan of the show. Not really, you know, oh, so you're going to marry my, my nephew. Hey, she's just keeping it real. Um, Eric's aunt was great. Eric's mom was a little more reserved, I'll say. Him and his mother had a discussion. There's a lot of vagaries in here, A.B. Now, correct me if you understood this discussion differently, but it seemed like Eric and his mother have kind of reconciled the fact that she wasn't always there for him, like maybe she needed to be growing up. And and this is where it turns weird. Eric's mom seems to think that this is the reason why he's ready to open himself up to love. Like, well... She almost said something like, and I'm sure I'm going to get blasted for this on Twitter for people (laughs) saying I misunderstood this, but she almost makes it seem like, well, it's a good thing like you and I weren't great together growing up because now you're ready for love or something like that. It didn't make much sense to me. I I I think it was an issue of it didn't come out right for her. I don't think that's what she meant. Okay. I think she was commenting on how strong he is. And it, it kind of came out. I agree. It did come out like what you're saying, but I don't think that's what she meant. Just maybe uncomfortable with the cameras around and all that. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All is forgiven. Rachel and Eric's mom meeting. 
Like we said, Eric's mom not quite as enthusiastic as his aunt, who is among the best people in the world. Like his aunt might be a person that could win this for him. Like after she met the aunt, that's someone you want to go back and meet again. I wouldn't go that far. She's a nice lady. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's pump the brakes. Star of the show. (laughs) Okay. But when Rachel, so Rachel's mom, or excuse me, Eric's mom was like, so, you know, why do you like my son? You know, the natural first opener question. And when Rachel is describing Eric, Eric's mom is like surprised to hear. She seemed like, oh, like I didn't know Eric was like that. It just didn't seem to me like they have that close. Maybe they're close now, but I don't know if they've been close for most of his adulthood or anything like that. Well, I take it that Eric is a reserved guy. So I don't think a lot of people, including possibly his really close family, know, you know, exactly who Eric is because he keeps it so close to the chest. What about Eric's dad? Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary with... What do you mean? What do you mean? He's just he a regular sounds like a, he's a former drug dealer. It's, yeah, it sounded like. What are you talking about? <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary. Black, I didn't get that from that. <laughs> He said I, he cried and said and apologized for some of the stuff you had to see that he did. Yeah, I took that more of where they grew up, not necessarily that he was involved. Maybe he All right, was. Listeners, he just listeners. seemed like a normal, like middle-aged black dude to me, like classic no, black I, dad. I feel like Eric has mentioned before that his dad got caught up and his brothers got caught up in the street life too. And I think Eric even said it to him just there. Did you watch it twice or did you just watch it once? <laughs> I watched it twice. All right. Hey, listeners, let us know if you think Eric's dad was caught up in the streets. <laughs> I don't, last thing I want is to be accusing someone of, of being a drug dealer that is not a drug dealer. So if I'm out of off base there, you got to let me know. The bottom line is this family was very supportive of Eric, extremely welcoming of Rachel, fun. That probably should have been the first thing I said. Uh, and just supportive of the whole situation. There's no, and maybe there should have been, but there's no like skepticism or like, are you nope. sure you want to do this on a TV show? Just a genuine love and conversation. Overall, great hometown. And part of it, Rim, is he's never brought anyone home before. So it's like his mm-hmm. mom and his dad have been waiting, you know, eight years for him to bring someone home. So they're just happy that she's here. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the bar was super low. They're yeah. like, whoa, she's not a gremlin. Big win for Eric. Uh, let's go to quick to the end, though. Now, if you haven't said I love you, but th- by this point in the show, you have to say it. You pretty much have to say it when the when the when the bachelor bachelorette's getting in the car after the hometown. You have to. It's Otherwise, you're, just, you're it's, done. It's a must say situation. But Eric doesn't necessarily say I love you. He says when talking about himself, I really love this girl. Like, an inner, he's describing so, an inner monologue he has with himself. That's a good point. And that it's something that uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette fans watch for like a hawk in terms of mm-hmm. exactly how the contestants go about saying they love them. There's different, you know, levels of how people say it. And I don't think you necessarily need to say the I love you to them in this episode, but you have to do some variation of that, including yes. what he said, which can include, you know, I'm falling in love with you or, you know, I'm in love. Yeah. 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 No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And he didn't. So the number like the you said, there's variations. There's levels. I love you is the top level. Yep. I'm falling in love with you is a notch below. 
describing it in a monologue in which you say, I really love this girl is a notch below saying something like, I really care about you. I'm so happy. Like what Peter did later in the episode is a notch below that. Now I thought personally, this was a good middle ground for Eric to take between the extreme of, I love you after fucking two dates within the last week. Cause keep in mind, Eric had a late one-on-one too. So he hasn't, he's not Brian. He hasn't been getting, you know, one-on-one time in roses this whole time. And he's only had one, one one-on-one. Exactly. So at this point, after the second date, if you want to call it that, two dates in a very short period of time. Yeah. So I think the the I love you. I think he shouldn't have said it at this point. If you're if you're talking about it strictly from a strategic game standpoint, I think he took a good. This was a good middle ground for Eric to take, in my opinion. Agreed. All right. Next up, anything else on Baltimore, Eric's hometown? I feel like we did a fantastic job. No, we described it perfectly and it was a perfect hometown too. It went super smooth. It was great. It was an A hometown. A. Absolutely. Now, next up, uh, Brian, uh, let's go down to Miami and meet Brian's family. Player, 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 player. All right. <laughs> AB, AB, Rachel is uh, dripping with excitement to be in Miami. She can't uh, even contain herself. Oh, she says Miami is like Brian. It's sexy. It's steamy. Oh, some player, player. Sometimes it speaks to you in Spanish. <laughs> so when they see each other. Naturally, she hops up into Brian's arms like he's a fucking... I said this on Twitter. He's like a re- returning from war like he was a POW and made it out alive or something in World War II. Like he's an astronaut who just got back from the moon. And, okay, so she's... Brian... Rachel is really impressed with Brian's ability to speak Spanish, and he hits her with a Bienvenidos a Miami. <laughs> Day one Spanish. It's from that's from getting jiggy with it, Rim. That's <laughs> no, not that's from Miami. That's from Miami. That's from Will shit. Smith, Miami. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's literally the most basic Spanish phrase known to man. Everyone knows Bienvenidos <laughs> a Miami. Everyone, everybody. And Rachel just melts when he says it. Oh my God! Oh, you're so sexy with the Spanish and steamy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'd say Rachel's level of attraction to Brian is becoming humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> humiliating. It is. Um, speaking of humiliating, wow! Have you ever seen chemistry quite like this, folks? It's unbelievable. Hey, B, what do you what do you grade Brian's outfit here? It's true trash. It's garbage. I mean, Eric's was Eric's was bad. Eric's was stale. But Brian's is even worse. Now, for those, I know we got listeners who, who don't listen, who don't necessarily watch the show. So let me describe this for you. He's got a gradient red to gray golf shirt and polo. Don't get it twisted. This was not a. This was not a. Po- yeah, it's a polo. But I say golf shirt because it was like it looked like at sheen athletic fabric. So it was it like was dry. To be- it was dry fit. Yeah, it was material. a dry fit style. Yeah. yeah. With gray joggers tapered. Now, for people who don't know, joggers is this new pants that's come out. They're like tapered at the ankles. Mm-hmm. Now, far be it from me, AB, to criticize someone for not dressing their age. But I think 37 going on 38 <laughs> might be a tad old 
for joggers unless you're Kanye West. That's probably the only <laughs> 40-year-old who should be wearing those. Dress your age, please. Dress your age and just, you Act know, your this, age. this is the one this is the one time where it's like casual you're in your hometown. How are you going to look day to day when you're married? Because up until now, it's been suits and fancy shit this whole time and, and candlelight dinners. This is you're going in the park to play dominoes. Oh, and he, he looks like I don't even know what he looks like. It wasn't good. It was, it was bad. Top to head to toe. But anyway, AB, what do you got on them going to the park uh, to play dominoes other than the fact that we need to get into dominoes? It seems like a game that we would thrive at. Have a couple beers, slamming yeah. dominoes down. It's, it looked very fun in that in that park. Thought it was a good uh, move taking her there, honestly. Well, yeah, if she's enamored with like the Miami culture, then dominoes, a domino park is the place to go. <laughs> it's like an underground domino games yeah. going on. <laughs> I mean, just out of view of the camera was a fucking cockfight, probably an illegal <laughs> cockfight going on in Little Havana. <laughs> All right, AB. Uh, now, Brian, obviously, in this situation, has to impress Rachel with some super, uh, more basic Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, AB, you know when I do Spanish, when I'm joking about how much I know Spanish? Yeah. that's Those are the phrases that he was saying. He was like, <laughs> oh, si, le gusta hacer en la playa y la biblioteca. <laughs> While they're in Little Havana, before they go meet his family... They happen a little, uh, little taqueria, AB. Do some dancing. <laughs> now, obviously, Brian can bailar with the best of them. Would you say, would you agree that he Absolutely. can get it going a little bit? The guy's yeah. been dancing for 36 years. <laughs> then, then I'll just put some, I'll put some little salsa <laughs> music yeah, in it. <laughs> Um, anything else on this before we get to his family, AB? I thought it was just like, hey, I live in Miami. Here's all the Miami things you I know you want to see. Brian comes with a corny-ass line about her smile. I don't know if you caught that. I caught it all. Says he's kind of obsessed with making her smile. Get the fuck out of here, bro. But she she said, oh, you say all the right things. Like, that is the right... That, <laughs> that slime ball line? Yeah, that your bar is very low. <laughs> Let's talk about Brian's family. Specifically, Brian's mother. Two minutes, not two minutes into this hometown, into this meeting, Brian's mom starts crying about the most precious thing I have in my life. Now, it seemed a little off-putting to me that she would say that when her husband and other children are there. I don't know about you. He's 37 years old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't expect my mom to say that about me when I'm 37. That's like something you say about a five-year-old. Five, maybe three, four <laughs> yeah. tops. This guy's 37 years old. He should not be the most <laughs> important thing in your life anymore. Uh, did you notice that when they did the little toast? I don't know what they were drinking. Some Spanish, some Cuban shit. It was tequila, Rim. it. Was tequila. it? It was tequila? Okay, they well, had she lime. took a... They had limes. <laughs> All right, it was a double shot because she slugged yeah. it down, no question. Yep. <laughs> That's a sweet family tradition, is <laughs> starting your night off with a tequila shot. Um. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in that family. I'll put it that way. Me and tequila, uh, we don't get along. So Brian and his mom talk a little bit. Brian says, I think she's the one. Again, another kind of little line. His mom drops a dose of realness on him a little bit, though, A.B. She says, you've gone out with so so many. Now, this is when people say they're worried about meeting their family 
on this bachelorette, it's because their parents might say something like this. You've gone out with so many girls. So, so, so many girls. You've met so many women. And you go to a show and you fall in love with a girl from the show. I, I mean, I am, in, I am in shock. She kept going on and on about how many girls Brian has dated. And it, I think what she meant to imply was that like, what are the odds that out of all these girls you've dated, you go on a TV show and you fall in love with the girl on the TV show? And this happens to be the right person for you. What's the chances? Not very high. Brian tries to, you know, cut her off a little bit. Like, hey, you know, I know a point you're trying to make, but I'm also trying to win this dang thing. So <laughs> so then it's time for Rachel and Brian's mother to meet. Now, this is going to be an interesting convo based on how they painted Brian's mother before the show. A little crazy. A little skeptical. A little protective, a little skeptical. Controlling. Controlling, overbearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked last episode about, like, what were her demands for this ex-girlfriend that the ex-girlfriend couldn't meet. So who knew? I wasn't sure how this was going to go. She asked Rachel, kind of, what do you like about my son? Um, oh, where do I start with Brian? I'll tell you what, what first got me was... Just how open he was, how honest, direct, self-aware, secure, confident. And I saw how good his heart is. And that drew me in even more. What the fuck are you talking about, girl? Honest. Number one, he's not honest. No. If he's honest, you'd know, you'd know a, a smithereen about his background. And what it, open? Open? I would, say, I would say he's hiding the biggest secrets of anyone in Bachelor history. Easily. I mean, remember in the old days when it used to be a big scandal if a person had been on a reality TV show before? Yeah. You know, it used to be like, this isn't his first reality TV show. Get him out of here. Be gone. Well, he was on The Player 15 years ago. A TV show called The Player. (laughs) It's to be an instant disqualifier. (laughs) And they haven't even talked about it yet. She doesn't know about it. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them talk about what he does for a living. Um, if he was honest, she'd know about the the issues he's had with being accused of fraudulent activity. <laughs> secure now, secure and confident. That's fair. He is secure and confident. I mean, we saw that on night one. But what about how how good his heart is? What do you mean? It's not like they went on a mission trip somewhere and she saw how great of a guy he was. Like, what do you mean how good his heart is? He hasn't done anything besides kiss her. Yes. This is the situation of someone head over heels in love and they see what they want to see out of that person. Like she's not mm-hmm. seeing any of the signs. She's not she doesn't realize that he's none of the things that she wants actually. Because she's she's in love with him and that's why he's going to win. I've never seen a guy treat me the way Brian does. Okay. What do you mean? Now, that's a good thing to have in real life, right? But Rachel, quick reminder, you're on The Bachelorette. Every situation you're in is staged. He doesn't have to put any effort into sweeping you off your feet. That's already done. He didn't hire the orchestra to play in the balcony. He didn't do any of this. He's just saying words. He's just saying words. He's not doing anything. He's not treating you any special way. He's not going out of his way to treat you like a queen. You're, You're in these scenarios already. Folks, I mean, I can't even, I can't well even, said. I can't even articulate. It's not well said. I'm just rambling on. I can't, I can't <laughs> articulate how silly this is. This is silly, Rachel. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, overall, I thought the the discussion. Oh, we got, we got one more clip here that I want to play. That uh, Rachel or Brian's mom says to Rachel. Brian, 
is my life. Mm -hmm. But I just want to advise you to give you an award. You are marrying the family too. If he's happy, I'm happy. If not, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be happy. You need to make him happy, but I was telling Brian, remember, marriage is difficult. Mm -hmm. Marriage is a serious commitment. You need to have a lot of love, mm -hmm. respect, trust, understanding, but love is the most important. So, number one, Brian's mom is not at all like they portrayed her to be. The I'm going to kill you is not a real threat. She's joking around, classic Bachelor. Um, but, you know, I thought it was... I thought Rachel and his mom got along pretty well. His mom seems to be open to this. She's she's skeptical of Brian actually being in love, but she's... I think she's... Her wanting Brian to get married to someone who makes him happy is probably paramount to her. That's the most important thing to Brian's mom, so I think she's okay with it. Anything else that, you know, you got on this hometown before we get to the I love you? No, she's a little overprotective. I thought... Halfway through that she might be like the saving grace for the Bachelor viewers, uh, that she she might be the reason that Rachel won't like uh, Brian anymore, but it kind of fell apart. Yeah. I think our our nuclear option is going to have to be Rachel's family putting the kibosh on yeah. Brian. Otherwise, that's all otherwise we got. We're, yep, that's <laughs> all we got. Otherwise, if that doesn't do it, then we're headed to this. We're going right where we're all thinking we're going, folks. Sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, did you know we didn't see the dad at all? Unfortunately, I was hoping no. when I think of my old Miami guys, I think of uh, Poppy Dan Lebetard's dad, and I was really hoping he would be like that, but we didn't get to see him. <laughs> all right, so outside, uh, Brian tells Rachel that he's in love with her straight up, full bore, 100%. That's the top, the top echelon, as we described earlier, and predictably, Rachel just totally melts. <laughs> um maybe wow perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> but that was good for me i gotta say uh ab how do you think this hometown went G give me a grade it went better than i thought it was gonna go i'll give it a b agreed definitely better than i thought it was gonna go here's the thing with brian at this point he's such a far front runner he just has to avoid any big time trip ups so anytime he makes it a week and avoids any slip ups um or big big things that go wrong it's a positive it's a b to a episode for him yep you're right let's head on up to our region ab the good old midwest farmers our market the woods right cheese our neck of the woods, um, temperate climbs, nice people, nice fucking people, moderately sized cities, easy to get around, affordable living, affordable living. Are you kidding me? Um, most of the time. All right, AB, we're in Madison, Wisconsin with Peter. Now, I've never been to Madison. I've only heard great things. I'm embarrassed to have not been there. I am too. Uh, we got to go to Madison. Wow. It's, I mean, get in the I, car I, and get there, Rim and AB. It's, it's ridiculous. Not far. Now, we're, we like Iowa City. Everything I've heard about Madison is that it's just a bigger, better Iowa City. That's so there's no well. reason we need to, we need to get there, get on the water, and get to this farmer's market, AB. Listen, there's no better date than a farmer's market, in my honest opinion, Rim. There's no better date. It's got fun. Everyone loves a farmer's market. Every you don't even have to buy anything. You don't you have just to buy go and like yeah, point, look around at the shit. Walk yeah. around, look at everything. It's it's a fun date. Good move by Peter. P 
heat and, and farmers markets are pe- people intera- interacting. Oh, yeah. Everybody's kind of excited to be selling their wares, and people are excited to ask questions about everything. It's just when you go to a farmers market, everyone is in the best mood. Yeah, there's no like, there's no like angry people walking around the farmers market. It's it, everyone is having an awesome time. There's plenty of room. You're on open air. You're not at the grocery store where it's like, you know, you're crashing into people when yeah. it's too busy. And no one goes to a farmer's market, like, to pick s- certain things up. You just no. go to kind of casually stroll yeah. around and enjoy the atmosphere. See what they got. What do they got this week? Yeah. All right. Well, I, that's, that's where I'm going to be talk farmer's markets. A new <laughs> podcast coming to you. Um, they do make a stop at his, his go-to bar, AB. And they're joined by some friends. Now, I want to know... What do you make of this friend group, AB? Very diverse. This is a melting pot of people, Rim. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> the, well, number one, I didn't expect this at all. No. Was not expecting a single black person to be there. Turns out, he told Rachel that eight of his ten best friends are black. Now, that That's to me... That, <laughs> AB, if you go deep into his uh, Peter's Instagram... The guy's got a bunch of black friends. Wow. <laughs> like, like the last post before he left, apparently, was like him and his seven best friends. And it was like six black dudes and Peter. <laughs> and it was pretty. It, it seemed nuts. it didn't seem forced. Now, I, Peter, when when Rachel was telling that story, Peter did look like, oh, shit. Like, don't tell them I told you that type of <laughs> reaction. And they they you could see when she said that they're like, oh, my God, Peter played the I have black friends card with the black bachelorette. <laughs> I mean. Him having black friends just took all the weight off Rachel, you know. When when she's going into these new situations, especially going into to like the Midwest, mm-hmm. if there's another black person in the room, you're feeling a lot better about yourself. She can loosen up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can yeah. loosen up. That's just how it goes for black people sometimes, Rim. Okay. You look around the room, you spot the other black person, you and then you feel at home. You feel uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Same with white people for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, but what did you make though when Peter took takes his friends aside for a little for a little lag? Uh, Let's get some time? boys time. <laughs> Let's get some guy time here. I think you and I might disagree on this. Ab, did this? Did these guys seem to you like they're like they're actually good friends with Peter? These two guys that he took aside for the guy time. Uh, yeah. What's the problem? They, I, it just seemed to me that they were not interested in this dating show nonsense. I could see that. And they were not really, I don't think they were prepared to give Peter life altering advice. He's like, Hey guys, like I might ask this girl to marry me in three weeks. And we've only been on two dates. And they were like, both of them were like took a drink. Like, well, like you probably Peter. <laughs> They basically gave him no advice. They gave him no advice. They didn't really say anything. The chubby, the chubby one said, "Like, well, don't be scared of the future." And the other one said, "Don't fuck it up." So I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how valuable that advice was. I don't know. It seemed to me like, I mean, we wrote we 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 joked like Brian was going to hire people to come to his hometown. These guys, these guys seem like hired hired actors. Abe. I don't know. <laughs> So you look you look at this group of friends and you it all seemed normal to you. I mean, I wouldn't say these guys are the best of friends now that you say that. I mean, they didn't react like if if AB came home on the bachelorette and um yeah, I brought the girl to meet Rim at the bar, it we it would be the chemistry it would be would less be, awkward. Look, we would first of all we'd go to the bar and take a couple shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it'd be a celebration. It was just kind of a nice to good nice to meet you handshake. Yeah, good to see you, Pete. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, I know people want us to talk about that the the makeup, the racial makeup of this friend group, but we, you know. I don't question it that much. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit. It was a surprise, I think, to most people. I really would have liked if he, if more of them could have made it. If like 13 black people yeah. through the door <laughs> and like two white people, and Brian was like, "What up, everybody?" What up, yeah. That I think could have that could have vaulted him. Yeah, you know, over. Well, I'm not even gonna finish the sentence. No, nothing's vaulting anyone over Brian. Okay, people, stop. Don't go to sleep tonight thinking that anyone else has a chance to win. Okay, I just want everyone <laughs> to understand that. Peter is so great, though. Can we oh, disagree on that? He's a great guy. I would love to hang out with Peter and Madison. No question. That's what this proves: is we were right in saying Peter would be a great guy to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Still a little, still a touch boring, but yeah, he's a good guy. You need, a, you need. A, everybody needs a good Peter in their life. You think he's the next Bachelor, Rim? Is he the next Bachelor? I don't see any other choices. Well, there's a rumor going around that they're considering Ben for another go-round. Oh. Now that him and Lauren have broken up. Okay. Yeah, I could get on board with that. I could. <laughs> I would get behind that. <laughs> it wouldn't be super exciting, but you know what you're getting, and you're getting a quality Bachelor. You're getting a quality season. Yeah, you're getting a quality season. Hopefully they'd ramp up, like... The quality of the the contestants on his because there's a lot there are a lot of airheads on Ben's season in my opinion yep. and there was only you know there weren't many Rachel types. FYI, Peter's hair is fucking gray as all get out. <laughs> Every episode grayer than the episode before. They're gonna need to rectify that if he's gonna be the Bachelor. Otherwise, you might as well put Anderson Cooper on there. <laughs> First gay Bachelor. Um. All right, Peter's family. First thing I noticed, this couch was a super Wisconsin couch, JB. This is the most Wisconsin couch I've ever seen. <laughs> Explain yourself. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you if you would have showed me this couch and you go, what state are these people in? My first guess would have been Wisconsin. <laughs> it was just like you had a sectional like this in college yeah. with the high with the high headrest and the cup holders. There's like 19 cup holders and dividers in between the seats and separate recliners and the sectional that goes that circles the whole room. I mean, that was a Wisconsin ass couch. <laughs> Need you to admit that. Functionality rim, not about style. That's what Wisconsin couches are about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Wisconsin license plate is functionality, not style. Um <laughs> Peter and his mom talk something about walls still being up. I don't, there's nothing. The problem with Peter's background is there's no specific, like jarring, tragic event in his life that we can work from as a point of reference. He's just like, I'm scared to get married. He's had a normal life and he hasn't found the right person. Yeah. Um, his mom's supportive though. She says, I could definitely see Rachel and Peter having something going forward she didn't jump to marriage she didn't do any of that but she says hey these two seem like they get along good couple good couple like the rest of america's things peter's mom though does kind of put some throw some shade at peter though at the end how so she doesn't think peter's right she basically said he doesn't think peter's ready to get married so that was a weird that was weird i kind of got that too when she was talking to rachel she implied that peter's ready to start a family would be a great dad, ready for commitment, but maybe not ready for marriage, which is a bizarre kind of backwards way of thinking about it, especially if you're a mother. 
Like she sounded like a dude with commitment issues. She was <laughs> like, yeah, like I'll commit to you, but I, I don't know about putting a ring on your finger. Yet. <laughs> it's kind of, that was kind of weird to me. It's weird. Yeah. And if your mom has those feelings, then it would be tough to feel confident about getting on one knee at the end of all this. It definitely gave Rachel some doubts in Peter. She said, I don't want to only have a boyfriend at the end of this, committed or otherwise. Rachel is demanding that she gets engaged at the end of this. This, yeah, that kind of reveals itself in this moment. She's, you know, they're on the front steps, they're talking, everything went well. Um, but while she's talking to the camera, she says, you know, I want to be married at the end of this. I don't know if she's ever said that so explicitly before. And if you go by those standards, then Peter all of a sudden looks less and less likely to win because he's the only, he seems to be the only one of the three remaining at least that isn't a shoe in for a proposal at the end. Yep. I agree. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, on the front steps after the family discussion, they're talking, um, but Peter declines to indicate, or he Peter doesn't even go into the tears that we discussed earlier the the four i love you mm-hmm. tears doesn't say i'm falling for you doesn't say I, you know i really care about you doesn't say i love you any of that what did you make of this ab peter got kind of ripped for this rim you know it he had if you aren't gonna say it or say something close to it you might as well head home there's a bad moment for pete that's the sad reality of the game but like we've said in previous seasons it's a reasonable approach for two, for a person to make. Because like he said to his friends, and like he said to the camera, he's been on two dates with her, right? And it's only been a couple weeks. So it's not like, it doesn't make logical sense. Maybe Peter's too reasonable for his yeah. own chances of winning the show. But it doesn't make logical sense. You can't possibly be falling in love with this woman yet. I mean, you, you just, you can't. So he declined to say he declined to say anything like that. He said, I'm so happy. And that kind of made the the getting in the limo scene or the getting in the whatever car scene a little awkward, A.B. Yeah, it's not good. I don't think it's going to end up good for Peter. It's looking less and less. I mean, Peter had a good hometown. A good. It was just good. Yeah. But it's looking less and less like he can win. 
Him not saying I love you, though, did get him people. People were not pleased. Peter's the favorite, I think, among social media fans of The Bachelor, right? Everyone wants Peter to win. They like People Peter love Dean, too, I think. People like Dean, but I think I still think Peter... I mean, you can't say nothing bad about Peter. Or you're getting you're getting drugged. But <laughs> anyway, so Peter didn't say I love you, and that got him some some vitriol. Uh, some people some were mad online. Pushback. People were mad online, as they say. Let me read you uh, a post that Peter made on Instagram in response to all this. Oh, and shout out to Twitter followers Robert and Kels for bringing this to our attention. And if you don't follow at Rose Cassies on Twitter. What should people do, AB? <laughs> I mean, what are you, what, the, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm sure the show's enjoyable the way you consume it, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, Peter says, all I can say is that I'm sorry to those who wanted to tell me, who wanted me to tell Rachel that I was in love with her tonight after what was essentially two dates. As stated many times on the show before, I do not take those three words lightly, as once they are said, they can never be taken back. Period. And to the person that you choose, feel free to keep doing that. Preach on. (laughs) And to the person that you choose to say them to, they can hold enormous weight. So rather than say, so rather than race to say something that is of such great importance to me, all caps. Yeah. And I wish I was one of them. And I wish I was of more importance to others. I choose to take my time in getting to know this woman as much as I possibly could before choosing to express those three words to her. I did not realize that being honest and forthright with my feelings and emotions and allowing her to make it a little run on sentences here, which makes it tough to read and allowing her to make an informed, um, get on with it, Peter. <laughs> hold on. Let me just skip it. I hope that people, Jesus, I hope, Peter. A, <laughs> um, I hope that people will take a moment to look within themselves and at their own lives to find compassion and understanding rather than forming judgment and spreading hate. And that goes, here's the money part, and that goes for the awful things that are being said to other cast members of mine as well. I'm so happy to, where, where's the death threats part, Peter? I must have skipped the death threats part. Anyway, he says he's getting death threats. Oh, shit, I skipped down. My, this is on me. I'm fucking this up, people. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I found it. Um, allowing her to make an informed decision based off of me as being as open as possible, as hard as it is for me to go through would warrant such hate and anger. And even now death threats via social media and email. I've always been one to encourage the spread of love, but giving your heart to someone for the rest of your life is not something that I take all that lightly, blah, blah, blah. blah. So people, this was basically an hour after he declined to say, I love you on the TV show. And he got apparently just, bombarded with death threats who's out there threatening peter because he would say i love you to rachel who's what kind of people are out there doing that room man people taking it a little too seriously yeah, we take like it, you take it real serious like too serious probably probably but, too serious yeah but that's <laughs> chill out maybe you should take a couple seasons off if you're the one <laughs> you're sending what? death threats to peter champ why don't you sit the next few plays out <laughs> yeah. um now we we take it, yeah, a little too serious, but and you know, the logic doesn't even hold up for me, AB. If you're in love with Peter, why do you want him to end up with Rachel? You should want Peter to be single. So maybe if you're crazy, if you're crazy enough to send him a death threat, you're probably crazy enough to go stalk him in Madison, Wisconsin. So why <laughs> you should hope that he's single? Maybe one day you can fall into his lap and you guys can live happily ever after. Great point. It doesn't make sense to me, folks. Anyway, so what would you? I mean, what do you grade this hometown then? C. Yeah. I think he I did think more. So ne- I think it did more negative than positive. Maybe C minus. I'll give him a C minus. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah. Okay, the big one. Main event. Aspen, Colorado. The Wild West. <laughs> Dean. Dean and his eccentric dad, his words. Let's just go right to their haystack chit-chat, A.B. Dean explains the situation with his family. He explains that his dad converted religions a few years ago and that his name is no longer Harold. It's now Paramroop. Mm-hmm. Which, once once you get the hang of how to say it, it's kind of a dope name, Paramroop. Yeah, I like that name. Big Roop. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, if I were called Paramroop, if I changed my name to Paramroop, I hope you would call me Big Roop. <laughs> Um, he says it's the first time that his family will have been together under one roof in eight years, which That's seems like so almost as years. long as it seems like almost as long as when their mother passed away. So a long time. And he hasn't even seen or talked to his dad in two years. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into that. AB, do you find it kind of, I thought it was a little fucked up that they made him do this. I mean, these th- these family members are fully 100% estranged. Dean said, my dad has a no bearing on my emotional yeah. decisions or anything like that. So why are you making, why is it so important that he has to have this family confrontation in his hometown? I'm stunned that they went here. Stunned. Like, th- this isn't his family. This is the type of situation where I'd anticipate they just go and see De- Dean's friends where he lives currently. Like, go skiing, you know, go for a nice dinner in Aspen, do something. It just, it seemed, this, I'd say this is a notch below knowingly bringing a racist on the show in terms of gross (laughs) exploitation. Uh, But they did it, and it was entertaining and intense, so we're going to talk about it. I've never seen a hometown where the bachelor, or where the contestant who is bringing the bachelor bachelor at home is more terrified like truly terrified to go into the house. Yeah. Literally walk through the door. He was yeah, worried about didn't that. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> Before we get to that though, Rachel did kind of pry a little bit. Um her line of questioning to me was a little bit uncomfortable. So Dean was kind of saying, you know, I don't get along with my dad. We haven't talked in a long time. He wasn't there for me. My family's, you know, in mm-hmm. shambles basically. And she goes, Why why haven't you talked to your dad in two years? It was accusatory, Rim. It was it was a little victim blamey, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. Like, well, how come you didn't say you weren't there for me, or how come? Now, it it probably it came from a good place, I'm sure. Like, yeah. she wanted him to have a good relationship with his father, but it was, you know, you need to know all the facts before you kind of try to yeah. get them back together, basically. Absolutely. Now, at that point, before he walked through the door, I thought that it could be a net positive. For them as a couple, getting through a difficult circumstance together, that's a, that's real life experience as opposed to like Domino's in Miami situation. Yes, Rim, but it goes back to what you've always said. And when you're dealing with the Bachelor Bachelorette and you have multiple like good guys, why would you choose the one with the extra baggage? Like the All terrible family. Equal. Why would you choose? Why? Unless yeah. you were... So far above the other people, which Dean is not, why would you choose him? If if everyone's on an even playing field and one person has, you know, a terrible family life, why choose him? Yeah. We say that a lot about kids, but it definitely applies here. Yeah. If, if all other things are equal, or if in this case, Dean's probably behind Peter and Brian at least, mm-hmm. then 
you know, she can't say, oh, I didn't pick you because your family's crazy or fractured or whatever. And you seem to be struggling with that. But again, you're right. If, 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 if everything else is equal, then it would be silly to make that choice. But let's get, let's fucking roll up your sleeves, AB. We're putting our hands into this muck, this (laughs) muck that ABC presents us that we have to cover. Let's do it. Poor Dean. Like you said, Dean is absolutely mortified as they're walking <laughs> I up wrote to mortified as well. <laughs> All right, mortified. mortified. Um, he says, this is not an, a good indication of who I am. This is who I was. They walk in the door. Dean's dad barely looks at him, barely acknowledges that he came through the door, doesn't even really stand up for a minute or so to acknowledge him. Just to preface, now this is this is what we mean when we when we say negative things about Dean's dad, which I imagine we will. It's got nothing to do with him being a Sikh, which I think ABC exploited his appearance on previews. Well, D- Dean didn't help it either with the eccentric. He did apologize for that on Instagram. I don't know if you I saw, saw that. that. So. I saw that. I mean, it's very likely that the, the whole Dean's dad is weird because he wears a turban thing was just total editing job because even when even just before they go into the house and Dean's talking to the camera he's like you know my dad converted uh, and now he's a Sikh and then right after that the next thing Dean says is like I'm I'm trying to hold back all my true feelings right now like they made it seem like his religion was the reason why Dean didn't want to talk you know didn't want to go through with this I do get the feeling though Dean is embarrassed by his dad you know, For sure, and does and obviously doesn't understand all of this either. Yeah, which is reasonable. It happened when he was eighteen. You know, a couple years after his mom died, so it's all like a very that's traumatic for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, his dad's kind of an asshole, like as we found out. <laughs> so yeah, I would be too. Like you said, this has nothing to do with his religion. That guy's a dickhead. <laughs> he was a dickhead, <laughs> and he didn't, and has been his entire life. And uh, he couldn't handle big boy conversations. No. Anyway, let's get into it. So, first, AB, I wouldn't mind a little. I wouldn't mind a little gong action in my life every now well, and then. That sounds very down. relaxing. Lay down and let someone fucking stroke the stroke the <laughs> stroke the gong. Maybe. Stroke the gong. I'm gonna have to bleep that out. A little, <laughs> a little misspeak there. Maybe. A little. Uh, what do they call that? A Freudian slip. Of yeah, maybe. Stroke the gong, and they don't stroke the gong. the gong. They bang the gong. I don't know he where was, your mind he was. was. Stroking it a little bit. Making, <laughs> you know, stroke. It. <laughs> he was tapping it. No, really, he was like rubbing. It. That's how you get those different sounds. Otherwise, it's okay. just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's true. You don't know much about. <laughs> they be the gong expert. Yeah, you don't know much about gongs. Now, even though we did just call this guy an asshole, he did have a very heartfelt speech welcoming Rachel and his other children into his home. Um, that was a big deal for him. Like, cause if they haven't all been together, not only do they have, are they all together under one roof for the first time in a long time, but also Rachel's here. He, he does this little speech about the, you know, his, his former wife who passed away, Debbie, the feather, the feather moment was very touching. Oh, yeah. Rachel appreciated it. Kind of weird that Parm Roop said like Debbie was the best thing ever, right? As he's sitting next to his current wife. But, <laughs> Um, I don't know. At that point, I thought the hometown was going pretty good, A.B. What did, I agree. What did you make of that? It was going very good. It started off a little shaky. He, Dean asked, where's the table at? That's <laughs> we, don't have a ta- <laughs> we don't have a table here. <laughs> he said, why are we all on the floor? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It, it started off, I I thought this guy was going to be a good guy. Yeah. And it was going to go go all right. 
at that point, you thought, okay, ABC misled us again. Everything's going to be fine with this hometown. Yep. Not so, not so, folks. First, let's talk a little bit about Rachel and Dean's sister, if you don't mind. They're out back. Dean's sister says that Dean has been really strong, probably the strongest member of the family since their mother's passing. Kind of indicates that Dean and in Parmroop, formerly Harold, don't really get along. Uh, cries a little bit. I mean, again, all helping Dean, I think, oh, yeah. up to that point in Rachel's eyes. Absolutely. What do you got on... Well, actually, I I have a clip here, so let's play the clip, and hopefully that'll spark some conversation. This is Dean and his dad talking inside while Rachel's outside. Essentially, it's like, oh, I must be a pretty great dad, because look at my son, you know? <laughs> do you feel like you're still fulfilling things as a father? Uh, what? Do you feel like as a father, you're still fulfilling things? With you, I hardly talk to you or Ross. I mean, Brad, I, I do talk to him more occasionally. Do you remember the disagreements that we had when I was in high school, though, after Mom passed away? And Absolutely. how difficult things were for us? Yes. And do you think that you and I have changed substantially from those arguments that we've had? Well, I, I, I didn't have the arguments. You did. Okay. Now, again. This is fucked up of ABC. <laughs> Dean is sitting here with his dad, whom he hasn't spoken to in two years, and he's basically forced uh, in front of cameras on national television to address deep-seated, serious issues. It is fucked up, but I think it's good for him to have this conversation. I wish it wasn't on a TV show, but... Yeah. It was good for, that he had it, I would say. I mean, they've probably had it before, maybe not recently. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you could tell as the conversation went on, Dean knew it was kind of a lost cause. And the more serious it got, the more direct it got. Our man Paramroop was not interested in talking about you know his wife dying or anything like that or why he wasn't was or was not a good dad to Dean after that. But here's another quick clip. But there's still like a lot of moments where like I personally felt abandoned. If you really feel that way, and if you really think that was my purpose, then there's really no need to carry this conversation. I mean, really. Sure. Because in my teaching, we believe the other person is you. So whatever you think of me is really of what you think of yourself. Yep. I was quite angry at my dad, but my dad took off. I never saw the son of a bitch. Dad, I'm trying to work through this with you, but you're allowing, you're not allowing me to. Like, you're being stubborn to the point where you're not allowing us to work through what it. What is there to work through, Dean? When someone hits you with the what is there to work through, conversation over. Basically. <laughs> Obviously, these two are not going to work it out in a few minutes while the bachelorette waits outside. I just didn't think it was the time or place, really. You know, it's just, it, this guy's a scumbag, Rim. Made me mad. He's a coward. He left Dean in one of the most vulnerable times of his life. Mm -hmm. You know, his parent passed away. I can't imagine going through that. If a parent passed away and then you were left on your own at 15? Think back to when you were a freshman in high school. If you had nobody. And they go into it a little bit more that Dean's, you know, the... The structure of the family was his mom created the family atmosphere and he was the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? When shit happens, you have to sack up and man up and be, you got to be both, bud. I didn't know how to cook. Well, you got to learn. You got kids. Yeah, you, fucking, you have a bunch of kids, including one that's in high school. 
Yeah. So it's time to step up, put on the big boy pants, and do some stuff you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. Dean Zed, you know, he's put throws his hands up, goes outside. Good on Rachel, at least for trying to talk to him. Trying to. Mm-hmm. Um obviously timing's not great, you know, moments after him and his son had a you know, probably a tenth falling out in his adult years. <laughs> but I thought at least Rachel gave it a shot. It didn't go so well. Dean's dad was it was out on everything after after that conversation. They started to talk a little bit, and then he like turned his head and saw a camera, and he was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm not doing this type of thing. So. Yeah. We've seen that before in hometowns, I think, but this was uh, a little different situation. To the I love you portion of the date, and it's literally a portion of the hometown date at the end. <laughs> um, poor Dean. Just minutes after arguing with his dad, he's got to lay with Rachel and talk about the deepest you know, biggest stressor in his life. He's bas- he's just been humiliated on national TV by his father, broken family, the whole nine, and he has to tell her, he has to tell her that he's falling in love with her. And she says, I'm falling in love with you too. A.B., what'd you make of that moment? I was stunned that she said that. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be safe after this. Thought he was safe. Can't believe it. I think it may, and I think it might have just been a reaction to the stress of the moment. Like, if she just, you're supposed to not say anything, you're supposed to not respond, but if she just, in that situation, with his estranged dad peering in through the window and Dean, like, crying because of how difficult it was for him, if she wouldn't, if she didn't respond at all, I think, I think she was just trying to save him from, like, going off the ledge, basically. And I think it was just a gut reaction. From the moment. Yeah. That makes sense. That could be the case. Could be the case, but it ends up, anytime you say that to someone on this show, it's going to end up bad if you don't pick them. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, grade the hometown. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? F. F? Okay. Can't get, can't, couldn't get worse. I mean, he wouldn't, the dad refused to sit down and talk to her, so how could it get worse than this? And, yeah, that's an F. And one of the guys, the 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 person who was bringing her home was literally floored by a conversation and was just laying on the ground at the end. Oh. It made for good TV. I ate it up. It was intense, but it was uncomfortable to watch. And yes, even though we shit on ABC for exploiting it, we also are as well. I mean, I play, I literally played clips of it, but I you know, <laughs> forgive us if you will. Um, I, AB, I saw some reaction like Dean is like scarred for life now and he'll never, you know, bring another woman home or something like that. Folks, he's on a, he's, he's already in paradise. Yeah. Like he's, he still looks like a classic James Dean looks handsome man. I think he'll be fine. Dean will be okay. Dean will be okay. He's the best dressed guy we've ever seen on this show. Yes. And you know, he's mature beyond his years and he's still super young. Absolutely. Dean. One thing I'm not worried about is Dean. Like, I don't feel bad that bad for Dean. Cause then I think he has this bad upbringing, but now he's like one of the top percent males in the world. He's he's got a bright future ahead in whatever path he chooses. Shout out to Dean. Next Bachelor? No. He's already on Bachelor in Paradise Room. Yeah, but you can't be the next Bachelor after that. They did that with Nick Vial. True. Yeah, I guess they haven't decided it yet, so it could be. Well, I don't. I think he's probably. Too, I think he's too young. I think yeah. he's too young and probably not. 
I don't know. They can't have, y- you have to have a family, you know? I guess that's true. Like, is this, he can't just do it on his own. Yeah. You know? Sad but true, but the bachelor bachelorette can't come from a broken, no, estranged home. No. Sorry, Dean. Um. Anyway, Dallas, pre-rose ceremony. Chris Harrison comes in for his six minutes of work a week. Um, tough decision here, AB. I didn't. I wasn't sold on who was going home at this point. I knew it wasn't, you know, um, Brian, Brian, or or Peter. But uh, I wasn't sure if it was Eric or Dean going home. I actually wasn't sure about Peter either. Honestly, I I, I went in thinking any of those three could go home. I wasn't wasn't sure. If she would have sent Peter home, then really truly the show would have been over. Yeah. That's a good point. Rose ceremony, like we said before, this is what The Bachelorette needs to be. Dramatic rose ceremonies. The whole world is watching at the end of the episode. Late (laughs) night, dark outside, big time drama. Big time. Order of the Roses goes as follows. Brian. Lights out your room, too. Let me point that out. Lights out. Oh, no question. Obviously. Um, The only only light in the room was the glow of the notes I was taking on Microsoft Word. (laughs) Um, Brian. Gets the first rose, I think, every single rose ceremony. Eric. Mm. And Peter, who up until that point looked pretty worried. He was, it looked like Peter wasn't for sure. Probably because he didn't say I love you. Dean, take a moment. Say your goodbyes. That's how Chris Harrison earns like 100K a week. (laughs) (laughs) AB Dean is stunned. And him and Rachel go out and talk outside, and Rachel's reasoning behind not giving him a rose was that she she wasn't sure that Dean was ready for the next step, i.e. marriage and two kids within three years type of situation. What do you make on this conversation? I don't buy it, Rim. This guy seems like, outside of Peter probably, the most mature out of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Just because he's Just because you're young doesn't mean you're not ready. I think people think that just because he's young, he's immature. But that's not the that's not the case. This guy's been through more than Brian's been through in his fucking whole life. Well, he's lawsuits out, he's are tough. <laughs> he's out here, thirty seven year olds acting like a child. Uh, I I buy that Rachel thought that. I do too. I, I buy that that was Rachel's actual reasoning. I don't buy that. I don't buy that it's true, like you said. Yeah. No, I I think she truly believes that. But I think a lot of it's just based on a number which is his age. They get a little bit into Dean says, I said, I was falling in love with you. You said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rachel had to know that was coming. We've seen the past seasons where you have to explain yourself to someone you said you loved. She says, I meant that she gets a little defensive. She's like, I meant every word I said. No, you didn't. Well, I mean, no, she didn't rim. I'm still a Rachel apologist. She meant it. AB. I don't know. Maybe she loves all four guys. I don't know. You mad at Rachel for this? I'm mad at Rachel for this. Yeah. I think a lot of people. She are. shouldn't have said I love you to him. Yeah. It would have been all fine if she didn't. Yeah, it probably would have been. Dean still took the high road, though. I mean, he handled himself pretty well. Why are you giving me that look? You don't think Dean took the high road? No, I think he handled it. I think this is one of the. He handled it better than anyone I can remember. Okay. He didn't say. Well. He didn't try and like dig into it too much. Nope. I mean, because Dean knows. Dean is well versed in the art of. Knowing when an argument is not going to be resolved yeah. in short order. 
Like, so he knows this isn't going to get figured out anytime soon. She's like, all right, good. Then he says the things that you say, which is like, I hope you find what you're looking for. You know, I've, you know, you're a great girl, ton of respect for you all that. I'm looking forward to their interaction on after the final rose though, because this is going to be like a Nick and Rachel situation when Nick, you know, genuinely liked her and has to kind of discuss why he let her go. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep. He handled it very gracefully though, Rim. Nice word. He handled it very well. He, he could have gotten mad. He could have stormed off. No, he handled it like a true champ. Mm-hmm. Didn't even really cry that much. No, he didn't cry at all. Really? Maybe no, he might have no let tears. a tear drop, but it was, I mean, it would have been endearing if he did, but not like bawling. Your boy Rim would be fucking bawling. <laughs> like my glasses would be off and shit. I'd look like a mess. Um, anyway, so Dean goes home just as we predicted, A.B., this is the portion of this is the segment of the show we like to call let's pat ourselves on the back. Dean goes home just like we predicted. We're one step closer to your prediction of Rachel sending Eric home pre fantasy suites. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. What do you expect next week? I already told you. Eric's going haven't home. Moved? Pre- haven't budged? No, I haven't budged. Nope. Okay. Here's the question I have though, Rim. Is Peter gonna get a fantasy suite? What? You think she will only take one? Maybe. But then what's the finale of the show? I'm not saying that she won't keep Peter. I'm just saying he might not get a fantasy suite. What the fuck is that about? What? I don't know. You What? What are you talking about? You're saying this is crazy. You're you're overthinking this. I'm not. Peter might turn down the fantasy suite, Rim. In like a gentlemanly way? Yeah, in like a gentlemanly way. I got newsflash for you, Peter. If you do that, you're not getting the final rose, pal. <laughs> He's not anyways. That's true. You, But do you think that Rachel will decline? To, so in a world where she sends Eric home before the fantasy suites, mm-hmm. and then only Peter and Brian are left, you think that she will decline to offer Peter a fantasy suite, and then Peter's going to schlep his ass to the final rose ceremony, and then I think, think I he's going to win? I think there is a chance that Peter will not accept it, not that she won't okay. offer it. She has to offer it. Peter's gonna accept it. Come on, yeah, don't she, you're getting outlandish with your predictions it, now. I'm just, I'm just throwing you know a, a yeah. separate thing point? to watch for. Okay. Um, do you think Rachel will? Let's zoom ahead to the finale. It's it's Peter and Eric. We assume. Do you think Ra- or Peter and Brian? Excuse me. Um, do you think Rachel will let both of them go through the proposal? Didn't JoJo do that? Yeah. Let them both go through. Okay, that's slimy. <laughs> now, do you think Rachel will do the same thing, or do you think she'll stop him? She'll stop him. There's nothing better on TV than letting them do the proposal and then saying no. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's good. Listen, I don't I'm starting to realize with these shows the Bachelor and Bachelorettes I usually don't like by the end of it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like Rachel was my favorite bachelorette yet and now I don't really fuck with the girl. Well, as the season goes on, too, you get turned off by some of the things the network does. You get turned off by some of their decisions, mm-hmm. the Bachelor Bachelorette's decision. You just get tired of them. And then inevitably, like if you only like a handful of people to start, more often than not, all those people are gone. So we never liked Brian really at any point. So we're sitting here watching this slow death march to her picking Brian. And it's just not that fun anymore. Yeah. It's a good show. I like it. It's entertaining, but it's not we're not bright eyed and bushy tailed anymore. <laughs> All right. Do you see anything you want to talk about on coming up next week on The Bachelorette? Rachel at the end seems like a girl that just found her boyfriend is cheating on her. Did you get that? She's sobbing. 
Yeah. Like no she's makeup, a right? She's a, she's the, when you realize that the person that you've fallen in love with is actually a shitbag, that's what she was crying like. I hope so. I hope so. But again, grain of salt, we've been misled by these before. Yeah. Knock on wood though. That's what that's what I'm praying for. That, because AB if if unless that happens, these last two episodes have the potential to be very boring because they mm-hmm. haven't these three people, these three guys I mean, what drama is there? What fun is it if they're all supposed to be good guys? Then it's just like the, the end result doesn't matter. So oh, presumably they need to portray one of these guys as the villain at some point. There's got to be good and evil. Otherwise, this is worthless. I think the family is our last chance to get rid of this guy, Brian. The family's it. If they can't get it done, mm. it's over. It all it all weighs on the Lindsay's shoulders. And I got my fingers crossed for us. I just hope the dad is there, Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is. I th- I feel like you can't. If if your job, if you're a federal judge, like I don't know if you can be on yeah. these kind of shows. Anyway, well, let us know what you think. The best way to do that is to, well, first subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. Follow on Twitter, RoseCastES, or uh, if you don't have an iPhone, or like me, you basically have a bricked iPhone after updating to the iOS beta. <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe on Stitcher or listen on the website at 8screens.com. AB, do you have anything else we should chat about? No. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Is it Refer a Friend Week still going on? Is it July? Yeah. So Refer a Friend Week is all through July. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I thought it was all through June. So Refer a Friend Week still going, mm-hmm. still going on. So if you liked what you hear, please... Share with your friends. We like we like interacting with more people. Like hearing what you have to say. Love the feedback. Love the chit chat. Um, in any event, thanks for listening. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.